Uh, another new era has started in the UK today. This is pretty remarkable, but uh, in the since last month, <laughs> since September, they have welcomed their third, third prime minister. This government will have integrity, professionalism, and accountability at every level. Trust is earned. And I will earn yours. That is Rishi Sunak, who is now Prime Minister of the UK. He met with the King at Buckingham Palace this morning, shortly after the King had met with Liz Truss, the outgoing Prime Minister. And uh, you heard part of his first speech, and he's talking a lot about stability reliability, uh, which has been sorely lacking uh, for the last little while. He has to establish that. To get some insight on what we can expect, we're going to chat with John Grant now, who is a department chair and associate professor in political science at King's University College. Um, professor Grant, thank you so much for joining us. appreciate your time. Hi, Shay. Thanks for having me. So not surprising to hear uh, Rishi Sunak talking about reliability and stability and predictability as he takes over. His, that that has to be job one, right? I mean, that system over there has been just pure chaos recently. It, it has been. You're right. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, um, the, the problems that, that are facing Britain right now are, are, are really broader than what's been going on in the last month. But the things came to a head. Uh, back in September when Liz Truss and her Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, presented what they called a mini-budget, which re- really wasn't so mini after all. Yeah. Um, it, it had a couple of components to it that, that caused some, some really big problems. One was that they proposed to put a cap on en- energy prices for this, this winter to deal with the energy crisis in Britain. And this was going to cost in the ballpark of about 100, um, 100 billion pounds, um, Give or take. This is a huge amount of money. And at the same time, they proposed a series of, of quite significant tax cuts, most of which would, would benefit um, the richest Britons the most. And these tax cuts were unfunded. The Conservative Party likes to present an image of itself as the party of sober decision-making and good economic management. And so when the markets responded that um, that these decisions were actually quite awful. Um, the, the response was, was really fierce. The, these proposed policies were deeply unpopular with the public and conservative politicians, although they were initially quite supportive publicly of the mini budget, were, were forced to, you know, to engage in a number of U-turns. The value yeah. of the pound fell, mortgage rates increased for millions of Britons. It's, it's really been a difficult time. You're absolutely right. And we know what happened. I mean, that they had to basically walk back everything that they had done and the central bank stepped in to try and prop up the pound. Sunak, um, uh, he's being described by uh, analysts over in the UK as a safe pair of hands, you know, a, a steady hand at the wheel. That That's what he has to be, right? Is he the guy that can step in and do this? We know he's he used to be in charge of the finance department, so he has some expertise here. He, he does. So, so Sunak, he, he's, he's an interesting figure. He's only 42. He's uh, Britain's first prime minister of color. He's also a practicing Hindu. Um, that makes him unique. On the other hand, he's, he's a very familiar figure in the sense that he went to Oxford, um, mm-hmm. which so many British PMs have. He then went to Stanford. He had a spell, worked uh, for a spell at Goldman Sachs. 
and then at a, at a private hedge fund. He and his wife have a combined wealth of about 750 million pounds. So they're extremely wealthy. Um, and so he, he does fit in the, the conservative mold in that sense of, of someone who, who they recognize as, as one of their own and, and does bring a certain, you know, pedigree when it comes to, to economic management. Um, but of course, the the party brands itself is that, and so um, it, it's troubling for the party that that the party as a whole has been a, been unable to live up to its self image um, over these past months. Does he have the support of the party? I mean, we know that Liz Truss didn't. Uh, he he was probably her her biggest detractor prior to her being coming UK. I mean, does he? Will they at least? set the swords down within the party and allow him to try and accomplish some things? Has he got a little bit of a runway there? I think he probably has a little bit um, for a couple of reasons. One was that when, when he ran to replace Boris Johnson in the summer when he was running against Liz Truss, um, he, he really focused on criticizing her economic policies that then appeared in the mini-budget. Right. And, and and really, he's, he's been proven correct that that um, that her policies would, would would have some really negative consequences. Not that he's particularly opposed to those policies, but he the approach that he wants to take would be more orthodox in how those policies would be rolled out, that they would be done more slowly, not all at once. Um, and so I, I think also the fact that, um, that Penny Mordaunt... Um, uh, and Boris Johnson ended up dropping out of, of the leadership race over the past week. It meant that, that Rishi Sunak was acclaimed as, as PM. This gives him a, a stronger hand within the party. The difficulty within the party is that it, it's really been um, a, a fractured um, party for for a long time now, right? Um, yeah. And a lot of this has to do with Brexit. Um, and the different the different factions within the party have have not. Um, played well together for, you know, let's say at least a decade, and that's what led to the Brexit referendum in the first place. So on uh, the appearances that Rishi Sunak will, will have some a little bit of runway and a strong hand, as you say, but it, it could end up being a very short runway if the various factions in, in the party don't, you know, aren't pleased yeah. with his performance pretty soon. Outside of the party, I know there's been calls from a lot of people to call a general election. That's not likely to happen. I, he's got a couple of years before he has to, correct? So uh, that's probably not something we can anticipate seeing anytime soon. I, I doubt it very much. Um, there's there there are people who think that there's something of a legitimacy crisis in in British politics yeah. right now because neither Liz Truss nor Sunak became PM by way of a general election. Um, that that's not intrinsically a bad thing um, necessarily, but you know at a certain point if if the party that's in power can't get its own you know, business together internally, you might think that, that the general public wants a say in whether they should, you know, that party should still be in power. But I don't think it does the Conservatives or Sunak um, any good to go to go to the polls right now because um, the, you know, the polls are suggesting that Labour has, you know, between a 35 or 40 um, point lead over the Conservatives. Boy. And, you know, I, I think <laughs> even even though polling can be a little iffy these days, I, I, I think the, the likelihood would be that if you had a general election in the next, you know, few months or six months, that, that the Conservatives would get wiped out. Exactly. I think that's the, the, the consensus. Yeah. So and maybe a little stability wouldn't be a bad thing. John, great insight. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.